Hello and welcome to the very first Rambling to Net Zero podcast. Um, all going well, <laughs> this hopefully won't be the first and last episode, but sure, we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, the fact that anyone is even listening right now is a miracle in itself, really, uh, because I, honestly, like, I, I don't have a, much of a clue what I'm doing. Um, as all good introductions go, I suppose, I plan to explain a little bit about what the podcast is about and the aims going forward, uh, what we've got on plan. Um, as you'll soon notice, uh, not the normal podcast. I won't be introducing any guests on this first one. Um, so instead, I'll probably just do a very poor attempt in introducing myself, who I am, yada, yada, yada. Um, as I'm I'm completely here outside of any comfort zone. Um, in fact, like totally leveling with you right now. Um, I'm so far out of my comfort zone. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to use the alias uh, Codology. Um, and if you don't know what that means, uh, feel free to look it up, but it really feels quite apt right now. Um, also, apologies in advance for any stammering. Um, what can I say? It happens. Um, I'm fully aware of that, and it'll probably happen a lot more as I'm pretty nervous right now. Um, it's a very weird and unnatural scenario um, chatting away to yourself like this, uh, not hearing anybody else talking back to you. Um, so... I can totally see why more professional podcasts include guests. I just wasn't ready for that step just yet. Um, less about me soon, but to just quickly explain, I'd be the type of person, I guess, who would struggle to ever record a personal voicemail. I don't know if you've ever had to do it on your phone, but I couldn't think of anything worse and I could just never do them. Um, I'm a trained listener, but a novice talker. I, that's quite cringy, but sounded better in my head. Um, and I suppose the relevant bit for now is that I'm very interested, or I guess the better way of saying it is that I'm, might be that I'm renewables and sustainable, I'm, I'm a renewables and sustainability enthusiast, um, two very big things in my life. Um, I take environmental concerns very seriously and environmental action even more so. Um, adding to that, I, you know, it's been absolutely delighted to see the change in public perception, I guess, in the la in, in recent years, you know, from the Greta Thunbergs to David Attenboroughs, and the fact that people are starting to listen to these to these folks now and really want to drive positive change. Um, I am lucky, I suppose, in my day-to-day -day role, working with exciting renewable projects and also getting to sit down with a lot of um, well-known companies who want to achieve net zero. Um, you'll hear that phrase come up time and time again. Uh, so it, I do get to hear what drives them and what they can or want to do to change and adapt um, what they're currently doing, um, which probably leads me nicely onto the whole reason and the subject of the podcast itself, um, Net Zero. Um, in short, it's really about balancing carbon emissions with the removal of carbon from the atmosphere. Uh, this could be per company, on an individual basis, but ultimately we need to see this globally. Um, doesn't sound that interesting now to think about it, but it, it, net zero is pretty wide. It covers a lot of interesting subjects. It's not all about carbon, don't worry. Um, that's kind of just where we need to get to. Um, it's a phrase that's picked up serious momentum um, since the start, start of 2019, I guess. Um, if you go onto Google Trends and type in net zero, it'll show you just how popular this term has become, or certainly people are looking for this term. Um, you know, and, and you like to see many large brands and even governments have announced their has been announcing their own net, net zero targets recently. Uh, the UK, for example, has a target to reach net zero by 2050, 
and China announced a couple of weeks ago that they're looking to achieve net zero by 2060. Um, as one of the largest carbon emitters in the world, this is great. Um, even the big oil producers are now getting in on the act and getting on the net zero horse, horse I guess. Um, I'm sure that you'll all be very familiar with the likes of Amazon and you know you probably get a lot of deliveries to your house just like we do to ours. Um, they've, they've kind of said that they're all in on the climate pledge to reach net zero by 2040. Um, very similar like UK supermarkets, Sainsbury's, they've also announced their net zero target I think for 2040 as well. Um, but they, they understand that they can't do it themselves and that the whole supply chain needs to change. Um, if they're, uh, they need to reach net zero, if it's going to be the sum of the parts reaching net zero. Um, so this trickle down effect is even meaning that suppliers or companies that supply products to supermarkets, I guess, um, will need to reach net zero targets in order to retain or win business contracts. Um, so there's quite a price being put on companies reaching net zero. Um, I could go on and on about, you know, options to achieve net zero, but let's face it, like I've, if, if I try to do that right now um, on this first episode, I'll just end up waffling for ages and probably wouldn't be, <laughs> be too much to introduce in future podcasts. So I'm hopefully going to pipe pipe down on a minute. Um, never said pipe down in my life. Um, pressure. Um, I probably don't or shouldn't need to explain just why net zero and limiting carbon emissions is so important. Um, I'm not going to go on that road and explain the science or the proof around climate change. You know, it's been done and isn't really up for debate as far as I'm seeing it. Uh, the podcasts, I guess, are planned to act as informal and hopefully entertaining chats with guest speakers on areas that mean a lot to them in the wider net zero space. So areas they're passionate about. It could be anything, really, um, from renewable energy, uh, sustainability. And, you know, we'll probably even go on to talk about things like um, Forest Green FC, the sustainable um football team owned by i think it's owned by uh, the owner of ecotricity um you know you, you probably have seen the news on brew dog recently so it, it, it's, it's absolutely everywhere so it's well we'll try to just hone in on some of those the interesting stories anyway um although you you mightn't know about it yet uh but uh, well i suppose although although they mightn't know and probably won't for a long time um but a list of friends and connections i've already kind of Put together a list of who I'd love to see on the show, so I'll be asking them soon. All going well uh, as guest speakers, and and who knows, you know, like people might get in contact and say that, that that they could really add some value here, and they would love to come on, and that would be great as well. Because you know, I guess if an Egypt like myself can do it, um, the bar is pretty set pretty low for anyone else. Um, you might have seen or been familiar. I suppose moving on to this episode, you might have seen or be familiar with the movie Inception. You know, had little. Leonardo DiCaprio in it, um, you know, where it was kind of like a, a dream within a dream. Um, well, well, I guess this is quite similar, um, but in podcast form. Um, so what I'm trying to do is to dissect another podcast um, within my very own podcast. Imagine that. Um, sounds pretty simple and straightforward, right? You know, what can go wrong? Um, but we'll give it a bash, see how it goes. If it doesn't work, I'm just going to delete it anyways, but who knows? Um, so I spotted there a couple of weeks ago, um, or if that, you know, a friend kind of shared a podcast, one of the Joe Rogan podcasts on Facebook, and I couldn't help but give it a listen, and I was just a bit astounded, really. Um, hopefully you might, you, might, you might get the same same over your end, but I, I've definitely trimmed it down and just kind of focusing on a few parts. Um, if you don't know about Joe Rogan, you know, he's a TV presenter, 
UFC commentator. Um, and he's also, you know, the, t- the host of the self-titled Joe Rogan Experience, which is like the biggest podcast in the world. Um, well, he had a woman on the show a couple of years back called Candice Owens, uh, who I believe is quite an outspoken and influential celebrity, uh, who was in the early days a massive critic of Trump, but is now one of his biggest fans. Um, okay, this is actually quite interesting, actually, this part. Um, and as we all know, you know, if it's on Wikipedia, it must be true. Um, but she's actually married to, uh, to a George Farmer, who she actually met at a Trump vineyard, funnily enough, after she was historically a big critic of him. Um, he's apparently, again, using Wikipedia here, so bear with me. Um, he's a hedge fund employee, you know, graduated from Oxford University and is a member of the House of Lords. Um, so these are all, you know, these are quite smart people, really, so don't be fooled. But um, anyways, I guess let's give this a go and let's keep the fingers crossed that this works. Like, like Trump came in and was like, no, like America, people, we were the gap, like we lost them, we're losing the middle class. The gap between the rich and the poor was like literally. What do you think is causing that? Uh, policies, shipping all of our jobs overseas, the regulation, the government getting bigger and bigger. You can't do anything as an entrepreneur in America without a piece of paper from the government, discouraging people with this piece of paper, like sending, like shutting down the factories, forgetting that there's something, you know, there's a little land between New York and LA, believe it or not. Like, you know, and this is what Trump understood. We were losing that. And and Trump appealed to that those people. I'm still floored. Okay, so like as I mentioned, you know, she was initially a major critic of Trump, didn't sound so much there. You know, she definitely changed her views. Um you know, but it's the next bit would probably explain more the whole relevance to the rambling to net zero podcast. Um let's see if any of you get it. As I'm traveling the world and seeing different pieces of the country, I'm learning how ignorant I was. Like, and that's the, the best thing in the entire in world. Way? Just, I fell victim to the idea that, like, it was progress. It was progress. It was progress. We have to care about the environment. It was progress. And it's like, no, like, we've been losing. America has been losing. And Donald Trump understood that in, in a way that I didn't. And you I don't thought... think we have to care about the environment? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> not even a little bit. Like, not even a little bit? No. Do you, okay, let me, let me clarify this. I don't throw trash on the ground. Like, okay. I'm, I'm not saying, like, we need to, like you know, trash the environment, like, um, but do I believe in climate change? No. You don't believe in climate change? Okay, um, yes, you you heard that right, okay, she doesn't believe in climate change, but thankfully does believe in not throwing trash on the ground, her words, not mine. Um, okay, let's go on to the next bit. This is an incredibly complicated subject. Right. And if you would have to talk to a bunch of different scientists right. and see how they gather data and see what they understand about CO2 levels and what's the danger of them right. and what can combat it and what could not. Have you done all this or no. do you so take think... this flippant opinion? Okay, so being quite The fact that there is a disparity in the jumps. science community about whether or not... Sorry, um, first... I'd like to say it's the first mishap, I've probably met loads of them. But okay, but but, but Joe, Joe was trying to get a, f- a few points across there, I guess. Um, but yeah, why am I talking? Let's just keep playing. The fact that there is a disparity in the science community about whether or not it's real is enough to... It's very little. Yep. Very little disparity. But... Most 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 scientists, most, the, the vast majority, agree that human beings are negatively affecting climate change. Yeah. The vast majority. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, just, I just don't think so. You, so you think that the very few scientists that disagree with yeah. the consensus are the ones that are correct? Well, I th- 
Okay, um, you can probably see where this is going by this stage. Yeah. The, the real problem is with climate change is that, for sure, there has been ups and downs throughout the history of this planet. They're observable. They've, they follow them in – maybe it was one of the subjects that I had earlier today with um, – uh, Dr. Robert Schock, in 2014, the vast majority, 87% of scientists, said that human activity is driving global warming, yet only half the American public, public ascribed to that view. So, what, what website is 87%, this? 87%, and this is... Scientific American. Yeah. Yeah, dot .com, though. Like, that, that means it's, it's making money. I don't trust that. If it was a dot .org, I would probably take that, but that this is just a random website, and well, I, I don't trust Well, Scientific American is not necessarily a random website. It's, yeah, I don't, I don't believe this, like, at all, just so you know. You don't believe it, like, at all? <laughs> I, I, I genuinely, I genuinely don't believe. It. I know you do, but I genuinely well, don't believe it. I like believe most of the time the consensus of scientists that are studying the data. Right. And so what they're doing is. But study do you remember all of the stories that came out about the scientists that said that when they tried to present their evidence to show, like they were basically just getting shut down at every corner? You can pull that up too, like scientists what do you mean? who look up. I guess look up the opposite, right? Instead of instead of looking for what but you're searching minute, for, looking why? for what you're not looking That's for. Not I, I didn't search. Okay, so um, apparently Scientific American is just a random website, you know, a few points I picked up from this. Um, remember, like, if you want to disprove climate change, the easy thing is to find all the facts and then try to look up the opposite of the facts. Um, but above all else, I, I guess the real scariest point of all of that is that half of Americans don't believe in global warming or climate change, and that's where the problem lies, I guess. Boy on slot. He figured out a way to uh, make this device that pulls plastic out of the oceans. They're figuring out a way. To, I mean, that's there's, important. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, of... well, because plastic just can't like uh, over time. But mm -hmm. that's what I mean. Like, so when I say that I'm like, and, like I, I believe in recycling. Like, I'm... okay, so she does. She does, she does talk back on this point that she does. You know, okay. In, fa in fairness, um, she does believe in recycling. So she's kind of not really the worst, is she? Why right. are you saying that you don't I think just, it exists? I just, though? I just, I don't know. Maybe because it got Here so it maybe studies, because it got so politicized. Uh, studies into scientific agreement on human-caused global warming, and look at all the studies. It's between a hundred percent and ninety-one percent at the lowest. Ninety-one percent of one of the studies from two thousand fourteen. The Union of Concerned Scientists. Yeah. Work. They almost. It's it's a pretty broad right. consensus. Who do they? Yeah, who do, Who are they? Um, polling? Is it the people Scientists. that are a part of this? Dot, <laughs> um, dot, that's this a good dot question. org. That's what I'm asking. Ten thousand numbers can three hundred six be... scientists to confirm over ninety seven percent of climate scientists agree, and over ninety seven percent of the scientific articles yeah. find that global warming is real and largely caused by humans. Right. So my question to you is: If you want to step outside of the scientific consensus, right. which is vast and involves 10,306 scientists, and just say, I don't believe in it. Yeah. Even if you're right, even if you're right, you don't have enough information to say that. Right. No, you and, might but, be I, correct, but that's what I said. But, that, this is the but whole you're point. saying I, you don't believe I it. Don't, yeah, I, I would have to have someone sit down and convince me that it was real. I personally but, don't believe it. That's okay. Why? It's... Okay, so like, you know, Joe Rogan is quite obviously com you know, putting, piecing together quite a compelling argument. And you're bringing in client scientists or even the union of concerned scientists. Um, let's go on to the next one. Scientists would not stake their reputation on false data. What, what they're saying is not that 
the only reason why the world is getting warm is because human beings. That the only reason why the climate isn't totally static for the rest of eternity right. is because of human beings. What they're saying is we are negatively impacting our own environment. And yeah. we're doing it because we existing. have we technology impact. and we use coal yeah. and fossil fuels and emissions. And we're raising our CO2 levels. And this is based on data. Yeah. And this is, this is something that you can look at. You could look at the data. And, and, and follow where they're getting this information. Okay, so he's focusing on the data, making a lot of compelling arguments still, but he does have a confession to make in the next bit, I guess. My I don't know it. jack shit about global warming. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. I, mean, I think the real fear is not even global warming. The real fear is global cooling. The ice age is the most terrifying thing that can happen to human beings. Yeah. When that shit happens, everybody dies. Yeah, I know. Global warming, you just move inland. Yeah, I, I think that the real thing that people are concerned about Okay, um, apologies for the bad language there, folks. Um, uh, it's a bit of a shame, really, that he was doing so well making all these arguments and he totally just, uh, he, he, let, he let it sway near the end. But um, let's just take the whole, you know, moving inland and getting good air conditioners as a bit of a joke um, for now. You know, he did pretty well up until then, um, obviously, not, you know, and got the main point across that climate change is, in fact, real. Um now, it's easy to point the finger at Candice in all this, you know, from the previous clips, probably a bit unfair on her. Um, you know, and that's not my intention or not my main intention here anyways. Uh, but it's only right that we really try to find out why on earth she would believe that climate change isn't real. So Obama's talking about all of this with the global warming and the, that, and a lot of it's a hoax. It's a hoax. I mean, it's a money-making industry, okay? It's a hoax. See what you're thinking, folks. Yes, of course, that is Donald Trump who's claimed many, many times that climate change is, in fact, a hoax. Um, and what would he know? Well, he's got a few answers to that, of course. And I think I know more about the environment than most people. I want clean air. I want clean water. I want a wealthy country. I want... A, a spectacular country with jobs, with pensions, with so many things. That guy just wants a lot of stuff. Um, struggling to get up there and not even going to get into it. Uh, but next one. Uh, I feel that the United States uh, has tremendous wealth. The wealth is under its feet. Okay, I think you can see where this is starting to go. I'm not going to lose that wealth. I'm not going to lose it on on dreams, on windmills, which, frankly, aren't working too well. I'm not going to lose it. So, Okay, I'm not a fan of wind power. Um, you know, some of you might remember that before he ran for president, um, he struggled, strongly objected to wind farms near, up near Aberdeen, as they were clearly visible um, from the fairways and greens of his golf course. Um, well... He ended up losing that court case last year, or, or well, his golf his golf resort did, um, and actually had to pay the Scottish government pretty much a quarter of a million pounds. Um, probably dropping the ocean for him, but still. Um, he, and also, on a separate one, you may recall or be aware of the shocking wildfires that have been taking hold over in California. I think there's, you know, there's still ongoing, some are ongoing now, and you know, not a laughing matter whatsoever. Um, and talks go to all affected by devastation, by the way. Um, but it's quite it's quite amazing to hear Trump's response in in one of these official to one of these officials trying to plead with him to not ignore the science. 
if we ignore that science and sort of put our head in the sand and think it's all about vegetation management, we're not going to succeed together protecting Californians. Okay. It'll start getting cooler. I you wish just, you just watch. I wish science agreed with you. <laughs> Well, I don't think science knows, actually. Um, okay, 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 let's just stop there. Um, be under no illusion, folks, after whatever he says there, but science does know and agrees that climate change is real. Um, don't, don't listen, yeah, don't be confused. Um, so I think it's time we kind of hear from somebody who sounds like they know what they're talking about, try to explain and wrap up all of this. The sea is part of something called the environment, and we have got to protect it. Global warming does exist, as the Scientologists have proven, and the ice cubes is actually melting. Listen up, brethren. Water levels is rising. Hear this, at 8.30 this morning, the sea was way back there. Now, it is way up here. Um, so there you go. Uh, irrefutable proof that climate change is real and is impacting our coastal towns. Um, so I guess, where are we at now? I, 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 I get, well, I guess I'm wrapping this up, actually. Um, don't really have much more to go on about. So I guess, in wrapping this up, I just want to say a massive thank you to anyone that has tuned in or listened to this poor, you know, taught out and probably poorly pieced together podcast. Um, but once I figure out how these things actually work, I'll hopefully improve. Um, in the meantime, I'd love to hear any feedback, and please note that we're only accepting positive feedback at this time guys okay positive feedback only um no no scrap that only messing but um but seriously like like i'm clearly clueless of what i'm doing so if anybody has any advice feedback positive or negatively um or, or maybe even wants to put their hand up to join me for a podcast sometime i would love to hear from you um it would be amazing if you could check out the rambling to net zero social media accounts sprawled across the likes of twitter instagram facebook and linkedin um, I'm quite useless with them, but I have managed to at least set them up. Um, you know, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and you know, I hope that you'll tune in, tune in again. I guess is that is that, is that how these things work? Um, you know, so I guess closing remark is you know, just wishing you all the best, and hopefully you take care of yourselves. <laughs>